to everybody who's here again. I know you guys hear a lot, but that's just what we're about. We're so glad that you're here. Go ahead and keep your hands together for those of the uh, people joining us online tonight. So glad that you guys are with us tonight as well. It's going to be an awesome night because we are in our week two of Burning Desires series, our dating and relationship series. Man, how many of you love Pastor Keith's message last week? That was some good, good stuff. So if you got your Bibles tonight, you can go ahead and turn to Genesis 3. I have a few verses to read out of Genesis 3 tonight before we get started. Man, who had a great Valentine's Day yesterday? Good Valentine's Day with the bay. Good Valentine's Day with the bay. Who had like some big old juicy steaks last night for Valentine's Day? That's like the Valentine's Day staple, I think. Me and my wife had spaghetti though, so it was, but it was good. She killed it though. You, you killed it, babe. Good job. Um, Hey, who, who, who celebrated the, that new sad uh, holiday that I hear about? It was a Singles Awareness Day. What is that? Um, man, y'all need to get on like eHarmony or something and Christian mingle. Um, hey, <laughs> so uh, tonight we're going to be in, uh, in Genesis 3. And so um, as we kick off week two of Burning Desires tonight, um, you're actually going to get kind of a spin message tonight. Actually going to be uh, tag team preaching with my good friend, Pastor Kelly. Um, so I'm going to be up here. Yes. Um, if you're taking notes tonight, our message or preaching is actually called He Said, She Said. And so what we're going to do tonight is kind of... Uh, I'm going to give three perspectives from a guy's stance in relationships and dating. And Pastor Kelly is going to come up after me and give uh, three girl perspectives. So we're going to talk to both genders tonight. But, uh, but know that while we're speaking and while I may be speaking more heavily to the guys, like girls, you can learn from some of this stuff too. And, and vice versa, when Pastor Kelly gets up here, uh, she may be speaking more heavily to the females in the room. But guys, tune in because how awesome would it be if we could just understand each other's worlds and just make relationship. I know. Amen, brother. I know. Um, so Genesis 3, we're going to, uh, we have a few uh, verses tonight as I kick off uh, the he said portion of our talk. And in Genesis 3, leading up, obviously Genesis 3, this is the, the fall of man, right? We see uh, the fall of man where Eve was deceived by the serpent and she was uh, conned into eating the, the fruit that was forbidden for her to eat. Um, and so she ate it. Um, Things went down, and then as uh, we pick up in verse 8, um, it says, the man, Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and they hid from the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So they heard dad coming, and they took, they peaced out. They were like, we got to get out of here because we're about to get into some trouble. Uh, verse 9, it says, But the Lord God called to the man, Where are you? He answered, I heard you in the garden and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Verse 11, it says, and he said, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? The man said, the woman you put me here with, she gave me some fruit from the tree and I ate it. So Adam's like, she did it. You know, he's just like, like typical guy, right? Like, I didn't do it. You know what I mean? She, she did it. Um, and then it says, then the Lord God said to the woman, what is this you have done? 
the woman said, the serpent deceived me and I ate. So, so Adam's like, you know, I didn't do it, she did it. And then Eve's like, well, I didn't technically do it, but the, he told me to do it. So then I just, I thought it was cool. Um, and so you see that Eve has a, has a different perspective here as well, right? And so um, that's exactly what we want to kind of share around tonight is, is, that, is using that, that narrative and that scripture to kind of highlight uh, the, the fact that there are different perspectives, right? Just as Adam and Eve had different perspectives in this moment, we have different perspectives um, in our relationship. Man, guys have a certain way of viewing things and we have issues in our uh, relationship life and dating life. And the same thing for the females, like you, you all have a, a certain perspective and um, maybe some certain issues that may arise in, in dating. And, um, and tonight you might hear a couple of, of things and they may be um, cliches, right, that the world labels on relationships and dating and stuff like that. Um, but what Kelly and I are here tonight is to take back those cliches, put some biblical truth behind them and help maybe uh, walk, help us walk through some relationship issues that we may experience. Experience. Does that sound good? Amen? Amen. Awesome. So um, I'm encouraging, again, everyone to take notes because anything, you, if, you, if you hear it and you don't, you're not able to apply it to your life, then what's the point of, of hearing it? Because 90% of what you hear, you're just going to forget tomorrow morning when you wake up. So, uh, so take some notes. And so as I kick it off, um, again, speaking more heavily to the guys on this portion of the message, but don't worry, girls, your time's coming. And Kelly's, Kelly's got some stuff for you because we, we talked about it. So, um, But just know out of all this, man, uh, Kelly and I, we both love you so much. Uh, this church loves you. And most importantly, God loves you. You. So there's no condemnation in Christ. Maybe some of this stuff may resonate with you. Uh, maybe you may feel convicted about a few things, but, uh, but just know, man, that, that God loves you um, and that there's nothing that's not redeemable in God's love. And so uh, that's the point of this series. That's the point of this message tonight is to redeem some things in our relationships, in our dating lives, and even in our marriages um, that we may uh, be experiencing troubles with. So um, crowd participation, just by a show of hands. Where's all my, uh, my married peeps at? Married hands in the air. Okay, there's a few married couples out here. Awesome. If you're, uh, if you're single, raise your hand in the air, high in the air. Now keep your hand in the air and everybody just start to take a look around the room. And when you lock eyes with that one, go see him out in the lobby after service. You're welcome. You are welcome. And if you get married, I need to know about this so that I can be like, that was from the Lord um, type of deal. Um, and so to transition in just into uh, these, so I just have three things for uh, guys' perspectives or, or guys' maybe uh, issues that we, we experience in a relationship, right? And so the first thing that I, I wrote down is uh, the domination perspective. Domination Perspective. You see, I just feel like in today's relationship culture, there's such a stigma with, with men that it's like, man, well, I'm the guy in the relationship. I wear the pants in the relationship, so, so what I say goes. What I have to say goes, and, and, and what you have to say doesn't have as much value because I'm the man in the relationship. So since I'm the man, then, then I should be able to, to have dominion over this relationship, right? And, and, and while this may have evolved over time, because that's always kind of been the stigma within relationships, but especially now in today's culture, we see the more domineering male in a relationship. And um, it's actually the contrary of, of how that was designed, right? Um, see, as men, we, we're, 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 not, we're called to lead in a relationship, not dominate in a relationship. And so, you know, yeah, the Bible talks about in Ephesians 5, um, about wives submitting to their husbands. So in Ephesians 5, verses 22 through 25, it says, Wives, submit to yourselves, submit yourselves to your, to your own husbands as you do to the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife as Christ is the head of the church. There's truth behind that. His body, um, his body should, where am I at? Oh yeah, <laughs> his body of which he is the savior. Now 24, now as the church submits to Christ, so also should, wives should submit to their husbands in everything. But it continues to go on, right? 
Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. So again, it's, it's not about dominating in a relationship just because you're the guy. Yes, we see biblically that women are called to submit, but it's called to be in equality of a relationship. It's not called you dominating the relationship. It's called you leading the relationship and getting godly wisdom and getting godly guidance. Because if you think about it, it says, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. And, and even in this instant, Jesus Christ, he was in submission to somebody too, and that was God, his father. And so as he was in submission to God, we are also to be in submission to God as the men in the relationship, gaining godly wisdom and godly guidance. And that way, leading the relationship instead of domineering over the relationship. So for you married guys out there, just because the Bible instructs us to wives to submit to their husbands, there's a healthy balance of that. It doesn't put you at the top of the food chain because even Jesus wasn't at the top of the food chain. God ultimately is at the top of this food chain and we as men are called to submit to God and then have godly wisdom guide our relationship and be the foundation of our relationships in our marriage, right? And for you single guys out there, I'm going to just throw some truth on you real quick. You ready? The Bible says, wives submit to your husband. It doesn't say women submit to all men. It says, wives submit to your husband. So I don't want you guys, yeah, that's good preaching. I don't want you guys in a six-month relationship be like, oh, yeah, the Bible says that you got to submit to me and, and this and that. I don't want you to be in a six-month relationship telling that to your girl unless you're ready to cruise down to Jared Gallery of Jewelry and drop a couple stacks on a rock and wipe that up. But while that may be true and while it's specific to wives submitting to their husbands, that doesn't mean that we can't practice these healthy relationship boundaries of submission in our current relationships to set us up for a marital win. We can still healthily communicate. We can still healthily have boundaries. There can be still health submission in, in relationships that may not be in marriage. But and if, we can, if we can get good at these things, then that can set us up for a win Marital, right? It's not about dominion. It's not about the guy being at the top, right? God could have easily created Eve out of the dust of the ground, which is where Adam was formed from. Pastor Keith talked about this a little bit last week. But instead of forming her from dust as Adam was formed from, God chose to form Eve from Adam's rib, which is on his side, which covers vital organs. Again, Pastor Keith talked about the protection factor, but, but the God, God's design for this, for this image is that, is that the woman is to stand beside the man and not below the man. The woman is to, to, to lead alongside of him and be submitted to him in health, but not be under the man's feet from which he was created from. So we must not, guys, be dominating just because we're the man, man. We, we, have, to, we have to know that there is healthy submission and there is leading from the Holy Spirit so that we can instill that into our relationships and even our marriages as well. I mean, God designed men and women to complement each other, not to control each other. <clears throat> so as we transition to point two, I mean, the man is to, to lead the relationship, marriage, and using godly wisdom, make healthy and smart decisions. And that transitions me into my second point. It's called the test drive perspective. The test drive, Yeah. Yeah, if you don't know what the test drive perspective talking about, I'm just going to drop the word on you. We're about to get into the sex topic. Look at your neighbor said, he's going to talk about it. I'm going to talk about it a little bit. A little, I'm going to talk about it a little bit. And so, uh, so we're going to go there because it has to be talked about, right? It's one of the most prevalent things in our culture today. And if the church isn't talking about it, then all we're hearing is what the world has to say about it. And that's not what God has to say about it. Now again, 
there's no condemnation in Christ, especially for you guys. There's no condemnation and, and God loves you. And no matter what past you come from, what you're struggling with now in this current season, in your relationship or in your dating life, God loves you and everything is redeemable. But I think that the perspective of guys in this specific area is in dating, it's like, oh man, well, of course I got I to test drive the car before I can take it off the lot. I got to make sure that it operates properly. I got to make sure that it's up to my standards, right? That's the perspective we see. And unfortunately, we're just bombarded with, with, this, with this stigma in our culture today when it comes to dating and relationships. It's almost like, it's, almost like it's, it's meant to be that way, but it's really just the contrary. It's not meant to be that way at all. The Bible talks all about fleeing from sexual immorality. And I think it's funny that in church culture nowadays, um, people like to, Christians like to create like gray areas, right? They like to do black and white on certain things, but it comes to something that's really near and dear to their hearts that they're really connected to. It's like, oh, well, there's like some wiggle room over here or, oh, God's grace, grace covers this area. In all reality, we're just walking in sexual immorality whenever we're practicing on a regular basis premarital sex and sex outside of marriage. And, and, and again, it, it, may be, it may be tough to hear, it may be hitting with some of you tonight, but that God wants to redeem that area of your life tonight, and I love what uh, I love what Pastor Cy said. Uh, who was with us with, with Cy Rogers this past weekend? That was amazing, right? Yeah, dude's a genius. If you guys weren't here, hop online and check out his stuff. It is so 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 good. Um, but man, what Pastor Cy said, it was uh, it was really really good. Man, he uh, he he says, yeah, some things in the Bible, sure, maybe a little more difficult to discern and to and to talk about and um, to understand, and maybe submissive and or subjective in some areas. But there's also those things that are just kind of there, like like you can't really escape those things, right? And uh, and, and so with the sexual immorality stuff, it's it's all over the Bible. And in First Corinthians chapter six, eighteen through twenty, it says, flee. From sexual immorality, all other sins a person commits are outside the body, but whoever sins sexually sins against their own body. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought with a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. There's another scripture, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 3-5. through 5, It says, it is God's will that you should be sanctified, that you should avoid sexual immorality, that each of you should learn to control your own body in a way that is holy and honorable, not in, a pa not in passion, passionate lust like the pagans who do not know God. So we see the Bible is very clear cut on the sexual immorality thing, right? And it's, it's, it's there. It's one of those things. It's not a gray area. It's just a black and white area that God tells us to. And, and, and the truth of the matter is, is again, the culture we live in, uh, it's not, it doesn't say that kind of stuff, does it? Because the stuff we see on, on, on TV and in the music and in, 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 in the news and everything, it just, it just promotes like, like we've decided to put Christian values on the back burner, especially in the area of sexuality. It's almost, uh, it's almost abnormal for somebody to be a virgin nowadays, for, for, for somebody to be abstinent in their relationships nowadays. Like I remember whenever I was like made that decision in my life and people were like, like people I would work with in the secular industry, I came from the restaurant industry and all them people need Jesus. But I mean, yeah. Yeah, come on, some of, some of y'all know, it's like, you're doing what? Like it's, it's like, it's like I'm speaking like a different language to them because the culture we live in has just ingrained this, oh, it's okay to have sex and do what you want with your body. But on the contrary, we see the truth of God's word right here in front of us. And, and as men, man, as men, we have to stop basing our masculinity based on how many flavors of the week that we can cycle through. I'm sorry, but I just got to say it because our masculinity and our self-worth as men is a lot less based on how we perform with girls 
and a lot more focused on how we perform with, for a woman. It's not about how, we can, how, many, how many girls we can talk to or how many girls we can do this or that with. It's about walking in holiness and being a man of God for the woman that God has set aside for you. That's how God's wired us. So we have to know, like, we can't be afraid of, of sex. It's not, I'm not saying that we can't, that sex is a bad thing. Sex isn't a bad thing. That's what so many people who are against Christianity make us out to be is, oh, they just don't like sex at all. No, Christians love sex. Why do you think people get engaged in the church and they're married three months later? They love sex. Sex is a good thing. God, God created sex. God wired us chemically and, 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 and neurologically to have desires and lust. And again, Pastor Sai spoke on a ton of this stuff. He's way smarter than I could ever think about being. So you have to check out some of his stuff. But, but we're wired this way. It's not about... How, how, how we view sex, it's about how we control our lust. And you may be sitting there like, oh, well, you're a pastor and, and you're married. You don't have to deal with this. On the contrary, I'm a, I'm a guy, for one, and I'm a human. And I'm also wired the same way every other guy in this room is. And, and just to be transparent, man, this hasn't always been an area of my life that I was strong in. It's always been an area of my life that I had struggled in, but I specifically remember the night that God spoke to me, he's like, you have to change this area of your life. You have to give this up to me. I can't remember the seat I was sitting. I was sitting like in this middle section, like 10 or 12 rows back. And God spoke to me. And it was so powerful and strong. And I just left it behind forever. And God blessed me in so many ways. And he gave me my beautiful wife. And uh, yeah, go ahead and give her a hand for that. So, um, so, same, for you, for, so same, same for you guys, man. Um, we need to know that like, it's not about like hating sex. It's about controlling our lust. It's about being obedient to the word of God. There's good news in the scripture though. I gave you those other scriptures, but there's good news scripture. It's in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. It says, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Man, thank, be thankful for that, man. Like God's never gonna tempt you beyond what you can bear and there's always a way out. But you have to be ready to take that option and take that way out and overcome that lust and overcome that sexual desire in that moment. And so, again, if you're in here tonight and maybe you're in a relationship and y'all are having uh, premarital sex and y'all are engaging in that or in your dating life, man, there's no condemnation and Jesus loves you and God loves you and God wants to redeem that. And there's gonna be a time for you to, to be able to have response and, and allow God to just kind of work through some of that stuff. But, but man, it's, it's, we have to make a commitment, guys. Come on, let's make a commitment tonight to be men of God, to put God first in all areas of our lives, not just the areas we want to, but let's be committed to the, living a pure life for God. You know, I heard an awesome quote that says, don't grow weary in waiting. Don't grow weary in waiting because you're, you're able to, 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 be, to be exposed by the enemy. But be joyous and waiting. Be strong in waiting. Allow God to equip you while you wait and be strong in those things. Let's be committed to those things, man. How many of us can make a commitment tonight to take back what the enemy has stolen from us, to take back, to make a commitment in this house tonight to let God redeem this area of our lives? And, and the third and final thing, talking about commitment, just real quick as I begin to close, um, a third point is the commitment perspective, the commitment perspective. And, and so many times you hear this, again, the stigma from these girls, like, oh, well, he just has commitment issues. He can't commit to nothing. He can't do this and that. And there may be some truth to that. So guys, in this room tonight, man, if you are struggling with commitment issues, then stop struggling with commitment issues. 
It may sound so simplistic. I had a guy, I had a buddy one time, and, and uh, he got into a relationship with this girl, and, um, and things were going good. She was a really good girl, loved Jesus, served in the church, had a really good job and everything like that. And then uh, just randomly they kind of broke up. They broke up out of nowhere. And I was like, well, why'd y'all break up? And, you know, uh, I just, things just got kind of, like, simple, and, and it was just kind of the same old thing. And it was just, it was like two months in a relationship. And, like, there, it's, things just kind of got, you know, it was the same old thing. I felt like we were always in the same old thing. I'm like, bro, I'm like, it is your job to be committed to taking initiative to letting things change and seeing newness and seeing new things come on the horizon for the relationship, not just, oh, it's, it's kind of, I'm just over it now, it's whatever. Man, let's be intentional. Man, commitment takes, takes intentionality. Commitments take, commitment takes hard work. Commitment takes us being able to step up as the men in the relationship and lead with God's wisdom and God's love and God's power within us, man. So if a girl ever tells you that you have commitment issues, just be like, oh, yeah? Well, not anymore because we're going to go on this awesome trip and we're going to go do this awesome thing and you're just going to, it might cost you a little, little bit of money, but, um, but you show her on the other one. You're not, you're not, I don't have commitment issues. I'm in this thing to win this thing. <laughs> and so just to, just to recap, right, the first thing we talked about is the, is the, is, is, is the domination, right? We're, we're called to lead. We're not called to dominate. And, and number two, the test drive thing. It's, if it ain't your wife, it ain't right. Come on. And number three, man, be committed in all ways and be committed to seeing your relationship fulfilled in all the ways that God has for you. Amen. Awesome. Well, hey, the She Said portion is on the way for you to enjoy. Ladies, go ahead and turn your attention to the screen. What do you want? It's not that simple. What do you want? The meatloaf. We want it now. I love you. No. We were on a break! Flying! Yeah. Ma, the meatloaf! I love that video. Ma, the meatloaf. Come on. Um, this is the guy's turn to amen. But don't amen too loud because the girls are listening and they will remember. So be careful, but you can't amen. Um, I love that video because I love how it shows, like I'm sure you guys have seen most of those movies. I know I have, but like I love how it shows so many different relationships, like so many different perspectives. Um, and it's so true because in our, in our lives, like day to day, like we have so many different relationships going on. And so I want you to know that like, the principles and the truth are not only about love relationships, but they're about relationships in general. And um, I can even think about my own life, you know, I'm sure you can too, that if I think about where I am today, some of the memories I have of either the most hurtful things or the best things all have to do with people and with relationships I've had. And so this topic is so important for us to really dive into God's word and learn about relationships and healthy relationships because they affect us so much. And so I'm excited to talk to the ladies tonight. Um, my name is Kelly, by the way. I always forget to introduce myself. My name is Kelly. I'm one of the pastors here with Tyler and we are so glad that you're here. Um, like he said, please don't think that we're up here trying to tell you like, oh, we got it all together. We have both failed in this area. Um, I know Tyler's testimony and we, no offense Tyler, but we have both failed miserably in this area in our past. Like just cause we're up here talking about it, we're not perfect. We don't do it always right. And so please know that we're all, what we're saying is that it worked for us to get us where we are. And we wanna help you guys 
help you with relationships. And so tonight, I am talking specifically to the ladies, and we're going to kind of look at the backside of what Tyler talked about. And so the first thing Tyler talked about was a domination perspective. And so for us ladies, our side of that is a lack of honor. The same scripture that Tyler read was, wives, be submissive to your husbands as it is fitting to the Lord. You know, I don't, I don't know about you, but I know that we're in a generation and a time when it's like feminism and women and let's go. And I am all for that. Believe me, I love Beyonce. But, <laughs> but we do have to remember that even though that's what our culture says, the Bible tells us to be submissive and to honor our husband, our husband, honor your husband. <laughs> Tyler hit on that great, honor your husband. Well, we honor everybody, but we honor our husbands. And sometimes that means being submissive and being okay to say, okay, I don't really want to do this, but I honor my husband and I trust that he's making the right decision. And obviously, most of the people in the room tonight, you're not married. And so I think it can be easy to think, okay, well, how does that apply to me? I'm not a wife. Like, what does that really look like? I love this scripture because I think it speaks so clearly to us girls who... Um, maybe aren't married in the room. I am married, but I just mean in general, sorry. <laughs> I think that came out weird. Um, it says this, but the fruit of the spirit, which is what you can abide by in a relationship, the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, self-control. These are all ways that you can submit. So whether you are married, whether you are single, whether you are engaged, these are all ways that you can honor and submit in a healthy standard. In a healthy standard. That was Galatians 5.22. Write it down if you need to. That is a healthy standard to abide by. I think something else really cool um, within this is Proverbs 31. How many, that's like the women's scripture. If you've been in church at all, you've heard about Proverbs 31. You've read it, I'm sure. The interesting thing is that it was written for a man. Proverbs 31 was a mother telling her son what to look for. Sai talked about this at man night. But the reason why that is, is because men have a responsibility to love their wives and to love them into the Proverbs 31 woman. But we have the responsibility to be that woman, to let that woman come out in us. Because it is in every single person in this room. It is God has ordained you to be that woman. It is in you. There's a great book, um, write it down if you're interested in this topic. It's called Men Need Respect, Women Need Love. And it's a great book that talks about this dynamic in a healthy way, in super depth of how men need respect in a relationship, but women need love. And it's a duality. So you can't really have one without the other. But sometimes, if you're the female, and maybe you are married, so I'm speaking specifically to my married people right now, if you are married and you feel like, well, my husband... I don't feel like he loves me in the way he should. I don't feel like he's following the Bible. I don't feel like he's laying down his life. I would encourage you to begin submitting. Even in the times when you feel like, well, he's not doing what he should do, begin submitting and see what the Holy Spirit does in him. And the husband, same thing. You feel like, well, my wife doesn't respect me and I'm not respected by her and she treats me horrible. Begin to just love her where she is and begin to bring out that Proverbs 31 woman in her and see what God can do. It is incredible when we just honor the Holy Spirit. So even if you're not married, you can still absorb these things and begin to become that person. Okay, I want to move quickly because there's something I really want to talk about at the end. So the next thing was test drive perspective, which is what Tyler talked about. Um, we had the sex talk. Hey. Um, so ladies, so here's the thing. Modesty. <laughs> just, let's just say it. Modesty. And here's the thing. Here's what I want you to know. Do not feel condemned in this. 
do not feel like, oh, well, I, I'm not dressed modest tonight even, God. It's okay. I was not always the person who dressed modest. I was not always a Christian. I love going to the club. I love looking good. I love getting hit on. Let me just lay it out there. I know what it's like. It feels good. It feels good to get noticed. But guys are visual creatures. And if you want to submit yourself to God and you want to be a woman of Christ, you got to cover up. <laughs> like you just have to. It's very black and white. Tyler read the scripture. I'm going to read a portion of it again. Don't you know that your body is a sanctuary of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God? You are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify God with your body. It is so plain. It is so plain. Glorify God with your body. Men are visual creatures. So what you present to them is what they're going to take you as. So if you feel like you're constantly being hit on by the wrong guys and you feel like they're always sexualizing you and they're always doing this, it's not your fault. But I would ask you, are you in the right environments? Are you portraying yourself in a godly way? And you very well may be, and men may still be doing that, and that's on them, that's not on you. But as far as it's on you to be a godly woman, think about how you present yourself. Think about what you're attracting. You know, they say the saying, dress for the job you want. Dress for the man you want. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Come on. And here's what I'll say. I'll say this and I'll move on from this. My, so personally, so like I said, personally, I did not always excel in this area. Believe me, you would not believe some of the outfits I've been in. But, but today, being more modest, honoring my body, I have more confidence. I have more self-respect. I have more value for myself. I don't get hit on all the time. Guys aren't always looking at me. But I have more value in myself because I'm not showing that off anymore. So I want to encourage you with that. Okay. Okay, so this is the part that I'm really excited to talk to you guys about because I really, really, really helped me. Um, so Tyler talked about the commitment perspective or lack thereof for guys. <laughs> um, so for the girls, so for the girls, um, it'll make sense in a second, but it's clingy. Hmm. Sorry. I'm sorry. It is true. Yeah, I hear some guys. Okay, calm down. So, Clingy, um, I saw this thing on Instagram the other day, and it said, like, if she's texting you every 30 seconds, if she's calling you every minute to hear your voice, if she wants to see you after work every day, if she wants to only be with you all the time, don't let her go. She's a good girl. And I thought, that sounds annoying. Like, no, that doesn't sound like a good girl. That sounds like you need a life. Like, please leave me alone. But it's true. And that's, and like, and I just, here, let's just, I just want to show you guys something. Can you guys put that A on the screen? Okay, there's an A coming on the screen. Um, but if you can imagine it, a big A. Is it up there? Thank you. So a big A. So if you can imagine, so with this in mind, um, if you can imagine each side of the A is a person, is a person in a relationship, this would be an example of a clingy relationship. So I'm not this smart to think of this, please. This is from a book called Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts by Les and Leslie Parrott. I'm going to say that again because this book is incredible. Whether you are single, engaged, or married, this book has so much truth in it about relationships and how to practically walk out godly relationships. It's called Saving Your Marriage Before It Starts, Less and Leslie Parrott. So moving on to their incredible wisdom. Um, so the letter A. So like I said, clingy. So 
A would be an example of a dependent relationship. Like I said, each person would be on the edge. And as you can see, they're leaning on each other. So if you're someone, I'm not just speaking to the girls right now, but if you're someone who you feel like, I just give my all in my relationship, I give everything in my relationships and I'm always left flat on my face. And I'm always just left here sitting here. And I feel like nobody really can hold all my weight. It's because they can't hold your weight. <laughs> and you're left feeling flat on your face because what happens in this A is that if one of these were to move back, the other one would just begin to crumble. This is not a healthy relationship. Clingy is not the way to be. I don't want to condemn anybody who maybe feels like that, like you just love having that person. That's amazing. It is an amazing feeling to have that person in your life who you love and they love you and it's incredible. And we're going to look at what a healthy relationship looks like. But this is not the way to do it. Because if that person is to walk away, you should not be left feeling like you're on your face on the ground and you have nothing else. Okay? So the next relationship we're going to look at is... Um, an H relationship. So this would be the complete opposite of an A. So an H relationship would be two people, and you see they really have no connection other than the middle bar, which is like they just kind of know each other, but you're in a relationship. And um, this person is the type of person who may say things like, like I have, a, I have a really hard time committing, or you know, I've just been really hurt in my past, so I like to keep people at an arm's distance. Or I just feel like I really can't connect with anybody. I can't, I can't connect with people. This is an H person. This is not a healthy relationship either. You may feel like you're protecting yourself and you're guarding yourself. Really, you're hurting yourself from the work God wants to do with you with people. And can I tell you, the best way to combat that is through groups. It's through groups. I was some, so a little bit of my testimony, I was someone, I've had terrible relationships my whole life, okay? <laughs> bad. And so I remember I had a lot of relationships where I was left flat on my face. And I felt like, oh my gosh, I had a boyfriend cheat on me. I had a best friend backstab me. And I just felt like I can't trust anybody. I can't do anything with anybody anymore. I don't trust a single person. And I became an H. And I started pushing people out. And I, felt, I started walking through my life saying, oh, you do one thing wrong. Great. Goodbye. I feel no attachment to you anyways. The thing that turned me around with relationships was groups. It was groups. It changed my life. It changed the way I saw relationships. It brought freshness back into what God had for me. And here's the thing, ladies, I'm speaking directly to you. I think a lot of times what can happen is girls can have an A relationship with guys where we lean heavily on men and we lean heavily on that boyfriend to give us identity, to give us weight, to hold us up. And then with girls, we have an H relationship because we've been hurt. Well, I don't trust you. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I only hang out with guys because... Girls are, I don't like girls. That is so unhealthy. <laughs> both of those are unhealthy in both of those aspects. So I want to look at a healthy relationship, okay? And that would be an M. And it's considered an interdependent relationship. And I love this quote from the book. This is from the book that I mentioned, How to Save Your Marriage Before It Starts. And this is what it says about an M relationship. It's two people with self-respect and dignity they make a commitment to nurture their own spiritual growth as well as their partners. An M relationship, if you can see, like again, the lines on the sides are people. But if either one of those lines went away, they wouldn't crumble. They'd be caught by the Holy Spirit because they're nurturing their own spiritual walk. They're not leaning on somebody else and they're not so distant that they have no connection. 
but they've made a decision to come into relationship together. And they've made a decision to lean on the Holy Spirit together and to walk. This is a healthy relationship. This is what we're striving for. This is what God has for us. The Holy Spirit is the only way that we can have healthy, God-first relationships. I know I just said it a minute ago, but I want to reiterate it. Being in community with other believers, being in groups, is how we can cultivate this healthy relationship. Like I said, I did not always have the ability to be in healthy relationships. I've been hurt. I've been left behind. You name it, in a relationship it's happened to me. But when I got into community with believers, with other women, I was able to begin understanding what God saw in me and what God had for me with relationships, what the original intent for in relationships were. I'm not always perfect at it. Even now in my own marriage, there are times when I'm still, I lean on him too much or I get too distant. But because I'm nurturing my own spiritual walk, and I'm not leaning on my husband or anybody else, but I'm reading my Bible and I'm leaning on Jesus. I'm able to come back into that. Okay, I fell down, I messed up. I was leaning too heavily on this person or I didn't give this person enough of my time because I wanted to be distant. God always brings us into right standing. So what we wanna do tonight is we wanna give you an opportunity to just meet with God about this because it is so crucial. Like I said at the very beginning, relationships shape our life. So we want to have healthy relationships. So what we're gonna do is I'm gonna pray for the girls, Tyler's gonna pray for the guys, and we're just gonna believe that God is gonna come and he's gonna move and he's gonna restore mindsets about relationships and he's gonna push on your heart and he's gonna show you what your next step is. So would you stand with me? And like I said, I'm gonna pray specifically for our girls. So ladies, if you would, just extend your hands out as if you're receiving because God is gonna meet you right where you are. Lord, you see every daughter in this house. God, we thank you for the opportunity that we have to be in relationship with you and in relationship with others. Lord, I pray that we would gain back ground in our minds and in our hearts for what your intent for relationships were. God, we thank you that you love us so much, that you never leave us behind, that you never leave us stuck where we are, but you always give us an opportunity to get up and keep walking. So Father, I pray tonight that you would encourage your daughters to get up and to keep going. Jesus, we thank you for this opportunity that we have to be women of faith, to be Proverbs 31 women, that you have put it inside of us, that we may not even see it in ourselves, but you see it in us. God, I pray tonight that you would just begin to encourage your girls, Lord. Encourage them in your word, God. We thank you, Jesus, for how you're gonna use us in our relationships, Lord, that we would set the tone of our relationships. God, that you are restoring, you are redeeming, and you are building new relationships in our lives. In Jesus' name. Tyler's gonna come pray over the guys. Come on, guys, in the same way, uh, maybe if you're comfortable, just extend your hands out in front of you, just like you're about to receive, receive a gift. I, I just wanna pray, um, and that God will just speak to this area of our lives, of relationships and, and dating and, and uh, sexuality and the, and the whole nine. Father God, right now, I love you so much, and I thank you, God, for each and every man under the sound of my voice, God. I thank you that you have called them. I thank you that you have purposed them, Father. I thank you that you have equipped them, Lord, 
with what they need to be holy men of God. And I just ask that you begin to, to reveal new things to them, Father God, and open up new doors for them, God, so they can begin to walk in that calling you've placed on their life to be a godly man. You can begin to open new doors and reveal new things to them so they can begin to walk, Lord God in healthy relationships, Father God, and operate in healthy relationships, God, and, and nurture their, their loved one, God, into to, to a future healthy marriage, God. Or our marriages right now, God, I just ask you continue to, to, to use the, the, the male and the counterpart in this relationship, God, to nurture the marriage, Father God, and to continue to move that marriage forward, God, and continue to build that marriage on the foundation of your word, Father God. Right now in Jesus' name, God, I just speak against all the temptations and attacks of the enemy, God. I speak against any lust that, that these men are struggling with in this room tonight, Father God. I bind them right now in the name of Jesus, God, and I declare freedom over their lives, Father God. They will walk in purity, God. They will walk in boldness, Father God. They will walk in truth of your word, knowing that you have called them to a higher standard, God, than demoralizing women. You have called them to a higher standard, Father God, than walking around and just sleeping with as many girls as they can, Father God. You have called them to a higher standard, God, to be a man of God, to be be a man who, who practices your word, God, who applies their word to your life, God. And I declare that over their lives tonight, Father God. They will no longer walk in sexual immorality, Father God, but rather walk in the truths that you have set before them, Father God. Walk in the freedom that you have placed in their lives, Father God. In Jesus' name, I just pray that you equip them, Father God, to be a man for a, a, another woman, Father God, to be a godly man for another marriage, Father God. I just pray that you speak to them, Father God, and convict them in the areas of their lives, Father God, that are not surrendered to you, Jesus. I just pray that you use the men in this room, God, the men of sub 30, God, to start a movement in the city of Jacksonville, Father God, to, to show the people of the world what it looks like to be a follower of the Most High, to be a man of God, to be a man who stands on your word in the temptations and the trials and the, and the struggles, God, and the, and the impurities, Father God. I just pray that you use the men in this room, Father God, to change the way that we think about relationships, God, to change the way we think about marriage, God, to change the way we think about dating, God. Use the men in this room, Father God, to start a new fire, God, a new a generation. Father God, of, of men who, who, who lead relationships, God, based off of what your word says, God, and not what the world says, Father God. I speak a blessing over these men tonight, Father God. I ask that you move supernaturally in their lives, God. I ask that you speak to them, Father God. I ask that you just, just reveal things to them, Father God. And I just ask that you just break chains of the old, Lord God, and place on them the new tonight, God. I thank you, Lord God for how you're moving in the hearts of these men tonight, God. And I just pray, Lord God, that your spirit continues to dwell within them, God. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. Come on, church, let's put our hands together for that great message. Come on, let's put our hands together for Kelly and Tyler, man. Thank you guys so much for, for sharing that word and, and being so, so vulnerable here with us tonight. We're gonna, we're gonna let you guys get out of here in, in just one second. But before, I, before we do, I, I think we'll be remiss if we didn't give you guys an opportunity to, to respond. Maybe there's somebody in here that, that you haven't said yes to Jesus, and maybe that's the relationship that, that we have to get in order first. Or, or maybe you just want an extra measure of grace. Maybe you just want to get a, 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 a fresh dose of, of the grace of God. You see, whenever we start talking about relationships, it's, it's important that when we looked at what, what Tyler had identified in Genesis chapter 3, remember that after they realized that they were naked, the Bible says that they felt shame and they hid away from God. And often when we begin to talk about things like this, the enemy wants to try to put those same thoughts in our minds that, that he put in Adam's head. Like, man, you're, you're not good enough. You don't want to be in the presence of God. He's a, he's a vengeful, angry God. I, I didn't want you to leave without understanding that there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. We want to make sure that you are, are fully aware that the grace of God is for you, that you're not bad, God's not mad, and he is for you. But then secondly, the thing that we also want to, want to really just deposit into your heart is the scripture that God put into my mind. 
in, in, in 1 Peter, the second chapter, verse 9. And it's, it's really simple. It says, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation. I'm going to stop right there. Peter is talking to a, a group of broken people that have been rejected, that have been struggling in all areas of their life. But Peter comes to them and he says these words. He says that you are chosen, you're a royal priesthood, and you are holy. What I want to make sure that you guys understand by the grace of God, no matter what your past is, no matter what's in front of you, the blood of Jesus makes you holy, it makes you chosen, and it makes you a royal priesthood. Don't you walk out of here believing for one second that there's anything that you've done that's going to nullify what the blood of Jesus has done for you. You are chosen, you are holy, and you are a royal priesthood, and the grace of God is for you. So what I want to do is I just simply want to ask this question. If you're in here today and, and you would say, Keith, man, I just want an extra measure of grace in whatever season that you're in, whether it's in the season of dating, maybe it's in the season of your marriage, all you're saying is, Keith, I just want, to, I just want the grace for the season that I'm in. The truth is, I'm going to put my hand up right now, but if you just want the grace of God to meet you where you are in the season that you're in, I just want to know who I'm praying for before we close out. Can you please lift up your hands? Amen. 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 Those of you who don't have your hands up, that means that you are Jesus. Amen. 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 Here's, here's, my, here's my second question. If you're, if you're in here tonight and, and maybe you don't have that relationship with Jesus, Maybe that's the one that you, that you want to get in alignment first. We don't want you to walk out here without saying yes to Jesus. And you can kind of feel that you know that you're away from God. This is not about behavior modification, but you can just know that you're away from God. If you're in here tonight and you want to say yes to Jesus, that's either committing or recommitting your life to Jesus. You can just simply signify by lifting the hand on the count of three. One, two, three. Amen. Amen. I'm proud of you guys. Can y'all guys put your hands together for those that are saying yes to Jesus? Here's what I want to do. I want to pray for you guys really quick. Um, and then you guys can go out into the lobby. We're going to have our, our, our groups training. We have our, our three versus three basketball tournament that you can sign up for. But would you guys lift, just lift your hands up as I pray for you and we go out with a, a bang. Heavenly Father, God, I thank you so much, Lord, for your word. I thank you that this is a place where we can talk about relationships, God, that we can talk about the truth of what your word says about who we are in your word, Father. God, I pray that every word that was spoken in here tonight, God, that it begins to resonate in the hearts and minds of your people, Father, that regardless of the journey that we've been on, Father, that we recognize that there is no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus, Father. I speak a blessing over every marriage, Father, that you strengthen, that you redeem, and that you undergird and support every union that's been established by the covenant of saying that I do, Father. I pray for every single person that feels as if they can't restrain them, Father. But God, you've given us the gift of the Holy Spirit, and with that comes self-control, Father. God, I pray that we can connect it to the right communities, Father, to allow us to know that by ourselves it's impossible, but with you all things are possible, Father. God, I pray for those who are in relationships, God, that you give us the barriers and the boundaries, Father, that we can function according to your word, not because of behavior modification, but because we are kings, because we are priests, because we are royal, because we are holy, because we are righteous, because we are set apart. So, Father, give us the grace to do what you've called us to do. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you this Sunday. Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.